Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Happy New Year's are in order, and we are on episode 130 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and I got a case of the creeping crud, so my voice is kind of bad. Not the vid, just the crud. Not the vid, just the crud. That's right. But uh, anyway, great to have you along on the ride for this new year, and just as a reminder, listen as you listen to the podcast, just invite your friends, Facebook, Twitter, however you get the word out to everybody, and let them know. Uh, that there's important things going on as we connect the Bible to how we live it out every single day. And today is going to be especially interesting because this really is how a lot of people live every single day. How do we get the Word of God and connect it to our kids? Yeah. We call that discipleship, mm-hmm. and I think that's a biblical term, and we're going to keep on doing that. Yeah. So yeah. as we do that... Uh, uh, kind of give us a little bit yeah, of an intro we're gonna, here. We're going to talk about uh, discipling our kids this this on this episode, and I think it's going to be really helpful for you. So, but before we talk about that, Trey, how's your how's your new year going so far? We're a couple of days in. Haven't been so good, has it? Well, just as just as crud, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but we had uh, time with family, which yeah, was good, and then you got, always, got sick at the always. end. And we got sick too. My boys, I don't know what they had. They maybe more of the crud. More of the crud, the vid. I have no idea what they had. They were feverish for a few days, and now they're fine. So who knows? Who, who knows? knows? But you're not. You're okay. You never I'm felt great. anything. I feel great. You know, life is good. I had to buy a new car. Did I tell you that? Oh, you did end up getting a car, huh? Yesterday, I bought an, another car. I just bought a new car. Yeah, I remember. Last year, Six this time. Months, well, yeah. yeah last... Back in April. Oh, it was April. That's and right. And the radio kept not working. Mm-hmm. Like every two months, they go out, and they, they changed everything out, and I was on my way to the office yesterday, and the radio stopped again. Oh, man. Went down to the dealership and said, we, we got to figure something out. We I cannot. You know, I thought about doing the lemon law and all that kind of stuff, but that's all a rigmarole. I said, well, can we just get me another car? <laughs> and they said? Well, they had, a, they had a car, so they said, that, sure. I saw it as a white one, too. It looks just like it. They, um, they, I guess because of all the ship, chip shortage and all that, they, you know, used cars are going for as much as new cars. Mm-hmm. So they gave me for my used car that the radio doesn't work and they gave me what I paid for it. Wow. So it worked out. I mean, I, so yeah. it's an even trade sort of no, thing. No, not really because the only car they had on the lot was um, an upgraded version of the one I had. So what it was a shame. I know that I know. disappointed you. Well, it's nice to ride around in, but it did cost me some more money. I don't oh, know, man. I, I don't know if I made the right decision or not, but it is what it is. I have a car that works now and uh, I hate buying cars. We're just going to hope for the radio to keep working. Right. So. so, yeah, it's been an interesting start to the new year. But we do want to talk today about uh, helping our, our children. So what we're doing at Northwood this year, Trey, is is we're going to, over the course of the year, mm-hmm. uh, try to provide lots of practical resources to help our families. And so when I say family, you know, family uh, comes in a variety of ways. You think about the, uh, the nuclear family, yeah. mom, dad, children. Uh, extended family, but you also think about church family. Yeah, of course. Uh, that that I know listening to this podcast, there are people that maybe aren't married and don't have children or whatever the case may be, but but we're going to be talking about 
over the course of the next year mm-hmm. at Northwood, what means not only be part of a nuclear family, what also means be part of the family of God Amen. And, and how to, to build good relationships in the family of Christ as well. But we do want today to talk about the nuclear family and, and talk about as we start the new year together, how can we as parents and, and fathers in particular, how can we help our children to grow in Christ and become the the people of God that God has called them to be. This is a, a big mm-hmm. deal. And uh, Trey, you're probably the expert on this, right? Well, I don't all know of your if I'm children the expert, walk with the Lord. I mean, you should write a book on this stuff. All your kids walk with the Lord. You've got kids in ministry. And so maybe you should lead this conversation. Well, someone, someone already has his name, James Dobson. And right. I lived in his books. <laughs> So that was helpful uh, for, for you. years. James so. Dobson was helpful for you as yeah, you were yeah. trying to figure out the parenting thing. But yeah, so so that's the goal. We all want to be like you, Trey. We all want to have kids that walk with the Lord and are serving well, we ministry. Do. Amen. But yeah, but how do, how do we get there? And so we're going to try to provide on this episode some helpful tips mm-hmm. to to get there. And I, I mean, I'm sure there's a million helpful tips, but these were just a few that that, that I thought of and I Amen. think are, are worth talking about to get us in the right direction with our children as we think about 2022 and helping them become uh, surrendered followers of Jesus. So and, and I, th- I think this is a great way to start 2022. Really do. All right, let's talk. We're going to talk about five helpful tips. So the first one is this. Remember that you have one job. That's it. Easy enough. Move on. All right. Number two. Right. No, but as a parent, you do. As a, as a parent who is a follower of Jesus, you really have one job mm-hmm. as a parent. And that is to disciple your children. That, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and so you think about it, you know, when we think about parenting, we probably all have some parenting goals, but how many of our parenting goals have anything to do with helping our children really become sur- surrendered followers of Jesus? You understand? Oh, I do. Like some of us, our parenting goals are, are, I just want my kids to be quiet and listen to me. That's, yeah. a, that's a big goal. I want my kids to obey me. Well, that's a good goal, but God has a higher goal or, or is, is, you know, a little bit better than that. Maybe some of us, our goals are, I want my kids to have the life I didn't have. Yeah. You know, some of us felt like we came up and maybe we, we didn't have financial means or whatever the case may be. And so we want our kids to, to have more than what we had. And that's, that's the goal. And, and, and so we pursue that or whatever the case may be. We have some educational goals for our kids. Sure we want we them did. to get the education we didn't have the opportunity to get or whatever the case may be. We a career, you know, the, a spouse someday. We have all of these goals for our, mm-hmm. our children. And, and, and the question is, are the goals we have for our children, are, are they the goals that God has for our children? Exactly. So what, what in, instead of your goals, instead of your parenting goals, what are, what are God's goals for your family? Great question. What does God want for your children ultimately? And, and, and what does God want for you ultimately? Mm-hmm. And so, so we know, we know what God wants for our children. He wants them to live lives for his glory. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that is God's goal for your children is that they live for him. And so then if that's his goal, his goal for your children, it, it far supersedes your goals. Mm. And so, you know, in 2022, it's time to align your goals with God's goal for your children. And so if you think about God's goal, you really do have one job. Your Amen. one job is to help your children follow Jesus well. That's it. The reason I like this so much is this goes so far beyond than some type of church program. Yeah. Uh, this is about really doing discipleship on an ongoing, organic, everyday basis. It's not something this, that you meet yeah. at on Monday nights and get along with everybody and and say your little piece and go home. This is all the time. This every is a day. life decision, yeah. and that's why it's one job. One job. It takes it takes a lot of time. We have decided to follow Jesus. That's what our family is going to be about. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Now, all the other goals are good, right? Now, and I hope of that your kids, are. you know, get the education you want them to get. And I hope they, you know, whatever goals are, are, are fine, 
But you have to remember that at the end of the day, if your child does not get the PhD degree from Harvard, mm-hmm. if he's following Jesus faithfully, he's accomplished exactly what God right. wants him to accomplish. If your child does not make the varsity baseball team, mm. but he's following Jesus faithfully, then, then he's accomplishing what God wants for him. If your child, right, whatever, if she's following Jesus, she's accomplished what God Amen. has That's called right. her to. So you, you have one job, and, you, and that job is to lead your children to faithfully follow Jesus, right? And so just kind of thinking through that. And, and you know, just think about scripture. I mean, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 127, four and five. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with Amen. them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Your children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And it's your job as a parent to, to, to take those arrows mm-hmm. and to aim them out into the culture as arrows that are purposeful, mm-hmm. walking with the Lord so they can make a difference in the culture that God has called them to live into. So you got one job. Live out that one job. Do that discipleship. So first helpful tip, remember you have that one job. Second, make your own spiritual growth a priority. Yeah. This is a big one. It's a huge one. Yeah. The, the, the reason why we don't disciple our children well is because discipleship isn't a goal in our own lives, mm. right? That hurts, that, that, but well, right. But it's true. I mean, yeah. you think about it. The reason why we don't lead our family well is because we don't have a desire to grow in our own relationship with the Lord. And the reality is you cannot lead your family to a place that you have not been or that you're not willing to go yourself. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is, is that some of us, we probably, I think everybody listening wants their kids to do well. Everybody listening wants their of kids course. to follow Jesus. Everybody wants their kids to honor the Lord. But but for some of us, we want for our kids what we're not willing to do ourselves. And so again, it's, it's hard to lead your children if you're not willing yourself to walk with Jesus. So, so, so here as we begin a new year, it really is a time for you to focus on your own walk with the Lord. And that goes back to the old adage, you know, when we say, it's hard to tell somebody to do what they should be doing if you're not doing yeah. if you're not doing what yeah. you're saying yeah. you're supposed yeah. to do. It's the old thing, uh, do as I say, not as I do yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But and, it's kind of the opposite. And the reality anyway. as well is that you, you really do reproduce who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. And so if, if your faith in Jesus Christ is lackadaisical, if your faith in Jesus Christ is struggling, if your faith in Jesus Christ is weak, the reality is you can expect that for your children as well because mm-hmm. we reproduce who we are. And so if, if if you're walking with Jesus faithfully, if you're seeking him, you can expect your children to pick up on that. And 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 they, they have a lot of growing to do. But, you know, again, children are going to follow your lead. By and large, they're going to follow your lead. And so you as a parent and especially as a father, you're setting the tone, the spiritual tone in your home by the way that you as an individual follower of Jesus, pursue Jesus, right? And so just the reality mm-hmm. is you've got to make your own spiritual growth a priority if you want to see your children exactly follow right. Jesus well. We found that um, I wasn't a pastor all my life. It seems like it, but not really. I didn't become a full-time pastor till after seminary. Mm. Up to then, I had been a lay, lay leader and other things, and I had served the Lord, but I just wasn't a pastor, minister, and all those things. So it was almost refreshing for me to be able to do that instead of them to see that I'm the same dad at home that I am when I get up and speak in church because I lived out my first part of my parenting as that. I was a dad at home and it wasn't just what I said. I was trying to live it out at home. So how old were your children when you became a pastor? Let's see. Ivy would have been seven and Ben would have been four. Okay. So, uh, and then of course, Addie, Addie would have just been born. Yeah. Um, but, but the, but the point is the same. 
regardless of that, whether that's the case or not, for me, it was an easy transition. But what I am saying is that we've got to live out the life. Yeah. Don't be one person at home and one person right, at church. Right. And I don't care if that's a pastor or if you're a lay person or whoever you are, your kids are looking. And there is one thing that people hate more than anything. And it's really not the worst things we think they are. It is hypocrisy. hypocrisy. And it just lets people, it just lets your kids say, that's not real. That yeah. stuff isn't real. And your children see right through it. Yeah, of course they, they see do. right through it. And that, I think that that leads us right into the next tip. Amen. And that's where I was going. Number three tip. There Remember that what you model is just as important as what you say. Yeah. Because let's be honest, right? it's easy as a dad mm. uh, to lecture my kids. Yeah. I, it just easy. is. I mean, I've what, done it. You know, and, um, you know, especially as a pastor who, who I get paid to talk, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's easy for me to talk because I do that well, I think, anyway. I, I like to talk, right? And so so it's easy for me to uh, pull my boys aside and and lecture them. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me also not only to lecture them, but to uh, to teach them with, with my words. I mean, I, I've been a student of Scripture mm-hmm. for years. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher of the Bible. You know, I've, you know I, I, I teach at a um, Christian institution, you know, and so, I, you know, I— I study a lot and I teach a lot. So mm-hmm. it's easy even at home to, to teach the things of scripture, to walk through a passage of scripture as a family or to say, Hey, have you thought about this? It's, it's, those things come pretty natural talking, lecturing, a teaching, those things come pretty natural. And, and I, and I hope that in the things I say that my boys are picking up some of those, you know, those rich truths from scripture or, you know, some of the moral lessons I'm trying to teach them through mm-hmm. my lectures that they, they pick up on that as well. But, but the reality is, how I live my life before them is just as important as the things I say to them. That's exactly because they, right. they, they need to hear it. They need to it. hear the truths of scripture. We need to have that time as a family. Where we're sitting down and we're talking about the scripture and how it applies and all those kind of things, but they need to see me live it. They need to see that scripture lived out in me. And I think there are probably some of us parents who are listening today who we do a pretty good job of talking to our kids. We know the right things to say. Yeah. But as far as actually living it out before them, do our kids actually see us living what we say? And that that's where you were kind of talking about the hypocrisy. Yeah, and there and it's gonna come when the tough times come. You yeah. know, when when there is rebellion or yeah. when there is uh, some kind of horrible sin that takes place. Yeah. Um, or even not horrible sin, just disagreements. Um I don't want to get into all the things, but I just wanna say that, you know, you have to be hold a standard for mm-hmm. what your children are, but when they return, you have to welcome them into yeah. your arms. Yeah. And to them, that shows the demonstration of the love of God, yeah. that God does say, he's like that loving father. I don't want you doing this, but when you come back, you're welcome yeah. in this place yeah. Yeah. when you come back. And so um, it's it's hard to, to, to strike that balance at times mm-hmm. because I'm the guy that wants to say, I'm like you, I want to say it all. Yeah. And they didn't do what I said. Yeah. If they would have just done what I said, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's, it, right. So, so is practically speaking, it's, it's one thing to talk about the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to show wow. your kids what the fruit of the spirit looks That's like. That's it. That's right? exactly right. So you know about that, that, that unconditional love, that, that, that peace in the midst of chaos or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. There's just that demonstration of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, right? That your kids need to see that. That's, in exactly, you. that's right. We, we can talk about those things all the time, but to actually see you as a father or as a mother live that out, that has a tremendous impact. So in that way, what you model before your children, it really is just as important as the mm-hmm. things that you say. They need to hear it, but they need to see it as well. Or, you know, we can talk about making wise choices all day long, but your kids, they need to see you making wise choices. They need to see what Godly wisdom looks like in the home, or um, 
you can talk about prayer all day long, but they mm-hmm. need to see you praying and how you go before the Lord and you take things before him as you're trying to make wise decisions that are consistent with his word and his will. So all those things are important. It's just not saying it. That's important, but it's also living it. So they model. Need, and I think they need to see you pray more than just at dinner. At yeah, absolutely. I hope you're praying at dinner. At night. Right. But I mean, I want my kids to come out when I'm, when I'm there. Absolutely. Sitting on the couch, reading the Bible and praying. My absolutely. grandkids right now, this past two weeks, they would come out early because they always do. And there's, there's, they call me Hoppy. There's Hoppy reading the Bible and praying on the couch. And hop they know on, not the Bible. Did you used to hop on? Well, you don't really hop, uh, much, hop right? along. You, hop along, sort of, you know, because I have one leg. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Maybe we should call you Pastor Hoppy instead of Pastor Pops. Uh, no, let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't me make you cough there, Pops. All right. Let's move on to number okay, four. Okay, let's move on, Hoppy. Don't beat yourself up when you don't lead like you want to, because it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Trey, we could probably both tell lots of stories. You, you, you might have a few more than me because you're a little bit further down the road than yes, I, am. I am. But we both have our shares of stories of parenting failures. Mm-hmm. Things we handled in ways that we wish we'd have handled differently. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm, the times we've had to eat our own words Ooh. or to come back and confess we've messed up. And it hurts. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. we, we want to lead our families well, but the reality is, is that we're fallen simple people and there'll be times, probably lots of times we don't lead uh, like we want to. In fact, I mean, I, you know, I think about being a parent now, Luke is 11. So 11 years of parenting, it, it, it has been, you know, simultaneously the most joyous experience of my life being a parent of two kids. Right. But also, it's been one of the most challenging things in my say, life. That's a good right? word. Challenging. It's just challenging. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not you know. It's just it's just a challenge mm-hmm. because you're you're trying to raise children. That's a, that's a that's a job, you know. And and so with that challenge, there's going to come lots of situations that you don't handle well. And 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 what happens because I have a tendency to do this, and I bet you most parents do as well, is we do have the tendency when we mess up to beat ourselves up. Mm, yeah. Man, I'm just a terrible parent. No, you're not. If you're following Jesus faithfully, you, you are instilling the kingdom in your children as you follow him faithfully. Yes, you're going to mess up, but you're not a terrible parent. Mm. You're not. Just keep on following the Lord. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to help you. Don't beat yourself up. Instead of beating yourself up, when you mess up, just confess it and move on. Amen. Because those, those opportunities, even where you mess up, are those are good teaching opportunities for your children. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, mom and dad, we don't have this all figured out as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying as well. And you know, that just that process of sanctification, we're all in it. And just remind our children that we're, we're all a work in progress. And that goes back to this idea of hypocrisy and authenticity. Yeah. Because they're not looking for perfection. Nobody's no. looking for no. perfection. But they are looking for authenticity. Yeah. And so when you're able to go back and say, hey, dad blew it here. Yeah. You know, and say, I, w- I want you to forgive me. Yeah. And turn it around and the turnaround and a real turnaround. I don't mean like, you know, I mean, it's the real deal when you're authentic and you're sincere and you say, I really need you to forgive me for that. Mm. I was over the top. Right. Right. And I mean, that means a lot to the kids. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Now, they'll always go back and say, remember that time, dad? That's did. right. That's you right. Know? But that authenticity means a lot to them. Mm. Mm. All right. And the fifth tip is this. Have a plan, but expect and use the unexpected. Yeah. Because unexpected happens a lot. All the time. Absolutely. So what I want for you in 2022 is I want you to have a plan for discipleship in your home. Mm. A plan. And so we, we've, even at Northwood, we've, we've tried to provide 
even already some resources mm-hmm. to help you with that plan. We gave away a devotional book here at Northwood just to give parents something to sit down and read with their kids every night. It's a great book. Have you did you pick one up and look at it? I did not because they're all gone again. They're all gone again. Yeah. We got to get more. So that's great that we've given given away so many. But if you're part of the Northwood family, I hope you're doing that because it really is just a great little devotional book. With they they have some wonderful discussion questions. Mm-hmm. We've had already um, some some good discussions around the dinner table at night just working through that little book and it's you know it's just been a helpful tool for us and i hope and some that, of our people is, has a, have as well as yeah. i've looked on facebook they yeah. said this is what happened we had this discussion and yeah. other things yeah. have happened so it's, it's been really it's good it's theologically rich to, anyway i won't get out into the book but it's, it's really theologically rich and helping us to have some good conversations that's been good uh, so but that's part of a plan mm-hmm. okay every day we're going to sit down we're going to take you know 15 minutes we're going to you know, read through a passage of scripture and talk about it. That's that's a plan. We're going to spend time praying together as a family. That's a plan. We're going to be in church together as often as we that's can this year. That's a plan. We're not only going to be in worship service. We're going to go to Life Connection groups so that we can have accountability and all. That's a plan. Mm-hmm. We're going to serve on mission together as a family this year. We're going to find something that we can do together for the sake of Jesus Christ, whether it's, you know, some kind of ministry opportunity at Northwood or whatever the case may be. That's a plan. And so you need to have that plan for spiritual growth. And maybe it's, it's you and your spouse sitting down together and thinking through, okay, what, what is the plan for this year? How are we going to help our children follow Jesus better in 2022 than they did in 2021? That's a plan. And we all need some type of plan and mm-hmm. working that plan and being consistent with that plan. It's just really important that this is always a good thing to have a plan, but all plans get interrupted at times. Of course, Life happens. You get COVID or uh, there's a loss in the family or there's something something at school. The kids make some bad grades. You got to deal with that. There's always something unexpected that arises. I mean, if you go back and think through 2021, Trey, how many unexpected things happen in your life? Oh, my heavens. Right? You can't even count them. Yeah. Because that's that's life. I did not expect to buy two cars in nine months. Yeah, I'm sure you did. That was because when we buy a car, we hold up for years. Mm. That's the kind of way we we, we roll with cars. So to buy two cars in nine months is just tearing me up. But that's life. You Mm. sometimes just can't control life. You can't control your circumstances. And so, but in the midst of that unexpected, how can you take those unexpected circumstances and turn them into opportunities for discipleship? Because in every unexpected circumstance there is an opportunity for spiritual growth and that's that's that really is what it's about because it's you know when you're discipling it's it's not just sit down read a verse somebody pray yeah and i've seen pastors i shouldn't say pastors but fathers uh, stay to their homes and something and and this is their devotions all right somebody have a verse all right read it okay who's going to pray and then that's their that's their disciple and i'm thinking you know you could have done so much when this happened earlier today You could have said something of how the Lord did or what the Lord did or whatever yeah. and brought that in. It's so much right because, more important. Because that's what discipleship is. Yeah. Discipleship is teaching people how to walk with Jesus in every area and every circumstance of their life. And that's really what Jesus did yeah. when he walked along yeah. with the disciples yeah. this is just along living the life ways together. of life. That's yeah. right. And so, you know, when, when your child has that issue at school with, mm-hmm. with a bully, that's a perfect opportunity for some discipleship. How do we respond to people who mistreat us? Mm-hmm. When, you know, when... Uh, the unexpected happens in your home. You get that 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 bill that you weren't expecting to get. Wow. That's a good opportunity to talk about, okay, how do we steward the resources that God has given us faithfully? Mm-hmm. You know, And so every day there are these unexpected things. And, and so plan, make a plan, but know that your plan is going to get interrupted, that unexpected is going to happen. But when the unexpected happens, use those unexpected events in life as opportunities to disciple your kids. Mm-hmm. Man, there's some, some great conversations you can have just when you're riding down the street together, right, in your car about, about life and what God's doing and how... There's just every, there's so many opportunities throughout the day to, to, to bring the gospel to life in the lives of our children and help them to think through, you know, what it looks like 
uh, from a, a Christ-centered worldview to live for Jesus faithfully every day. Use yeah. the unexpected. Yeah, I uh, we went to, well, this wasn't unexpected. We had garbage when I was, used to live past from Utahville. You had garbage. Had garbage. Every, every week we had to take the garbage out. Yeah. And so we went to the dump. But the boys remember the conversations in that old beat up truck <laughs> back and forth from the dump, dumping our trash mm, out mm. because we spent the time just yakking yeah, about yeah. stuff. And they would say, dad, you remember when and I said, did we talk about that on the way to the dump? Yep. That's when it was, you know, How about that? so you, you go back over and over again uh, to the things. So don't underestimate the power of just the everyday yeah. incidental back and forth to school, back and forth to the dump, whatever that yeah, dump is yeah. in your life to impact your kid's life. Cause it'll make a difference. Absolutely. Well, Pastor, I think this has been awesome, and uh, I hope it's going to be a great kickoff to the rest of our year as we begin the process. And I will say this, you will always be tempted or tested at the point of your obedience. Yeah. So make sure that you, when you make the goal to disciple, that you begin the process. And whatever it takes, to stick it out, That's stick right. it out. That's right. And restart. Amen? That's right. Well, Pastor, as everybody's out there and they're trying to get ready for the new year, and things are slowed down maybe a little bit, Give them one tip right now that is going to just really move them forward in this idea of discipling yeah. your children. I think the one tip is to do something today, right? I agree. To do something today in life of your children. For this. So today is just taking five minutes to pray with your children mm-hmm. or to, to debrief on their day and what they uh, experienced and talking about, uh, you know, the things of, of Jesus and in, in, in that debriefing. Do something today for the sake of your children's spiritual growth and sitting down and taking that book that we gave you or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. do something today and every day, just make it a goal. I'm going to do something today to impact my children for eternity every day. Amen. Well, pastor, this has been awesome. Thank you so much and get us ready for next week as we close out. All right. I hope today's been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. We also appreciate when you leave us a five-star review that helps us get word out about the podcast And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.